between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. The Hits, the Jono and Ben podcast. Uh, the Rugby World Cup, just a couple of weeks away in France, and there's a new show on Sky Open. It's on tonight, which was formerly Prime TV. It's on at 8.30, uh, with a couple of hard-case rugby legends, Matua Parkinson and Carlos Spencer. They travel around. Uh, it's called Lost in France, and he joins us right now, Carlos does, to tell us about it. Good morning, Carlos. Morning, brother. Good to have you on the show, mate. How you been? Yeah, I've been good, bro. Yourself? Yeah, no, we've been, well, we've been plodding <laughs> along. We keep talking rubbish and waking up yeah, every morning. Beautiful. Uh, well, we haven't been doing anything cool like you. Uh, lost in France. I mean, you, Matua Parkinson, you're travelling around France. Uh, how did you get this sweet gig? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Eh? She must have been drawn out of her head, I reckon. Yeah, because we're pretty lucky to get a gig like that. You know, spent three and a half weeks in France touring around pretty special ran into some really cool people you know learned a little bit about the french culture and got to experience some pretty mean food so pretty lucky uh, no, it look, looks very cool it's uh, as i said it's on sky open this week uh, wednesday night uh, and one of the things i saw on the promo is you saying oh, it's a bit different from the main street of levin uh, in france so how different was it from levin <laughs> oh, oh, not that much different, to be honest mate. i imagine it would have just slightly less culture than levin wouldn't it france <laughs> just different Different, just different, yeah, different, different culture. culture. Different culture. Are they drinking out of shoes in France? <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly timed, heading into a World Cup in France, uh, almost like you guys planned this, which is, which is awesome. But what do you think, like, heading into the World Cup? Because you, you know how tough it is to win at the World Cup. You've been there before. The All Blacks had a bit of a loss over the weekend. Do you think it's kind of a good thing that maybe there's a loss heading into a World Cup? Oh, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's how we lost and how much we lost by probably takes a little bit of a dent to the confidence. You also don't want to take away anything that they've achieved in the last sort of month and a half because they've, they've played some really good rugby, you know, and um, they would have gone into that South African game feeling pretty confident that they'll have a good look at themselves for sure. Um, but they'll also be pretty positive in terms of, you know, what they've achieved over the last couple of months. Do you, uh, now obviously you had, having played in the professional era, when you have a loss like that, you're pretty much, I imagine you're on the field going, oh God, I know what the reaction is back in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Do you factor that in? Do you look at feedback? Do you read the articles or you just have to block it out? I, I don't think it's a bad thing, you know, reading the articles. I used to love reading the articles because it, it sort of fires me up, especially if it's negative stuff. A, a lot of people don't like the negative stuff and for me personally, I don't mind it. You know, that's what makes me work harder and, and, and fires me up for the next game. That's um, interesting because you were, you like arguably, and I don't want to uh, offend you here, but you were a divisive player. Yeah, and, um, you know, and I, I think probably a little bit different and, you know, sometimes I did, did things a little bit differently that people didn't like and I got criticised for, but that didn't change the way I played and the way I approached the game and I stuck to my guns and, 
you know, I didn't change. Um, and I don't think that criticism is bad, you know what I mean? It's just coming from people that are passionate about the game. Speaking of, uh, like, uh, criticism and stuff, uh, Carlos, I think last time we, we met you, I banged on about how I just idolised you as a kid in the wider app. I just looked up to you. Even had the same haircut as you at school, the little push-forward haircut. <laughs> I was just like, so I buzz out every time, like, Carlos, you know, if you like one of my Instagram posts, I'm like, oh, my God, Platt cool, Platt cool. Do you know there's a reason why Carlos isn't in the studio this morning? <laughs> probably, hey, probably, because I can't come near him, uh, you know, a fanboy out. But, but when I moved to Christchurch and did broadcasting school, back in the day, there was someone who would write into the paper in Christchurch. It was an Andrew Merton's fan. And they yeah. would write in and go, oh, Carlos shouldn't be there. And so I decided the only time I've ever written into the paper to write in and defend Carlos. And then oh, I, got pr- I got printed the next week. And then the guy wrote back the following week. And then I wrote back again. We had this little passive aggressive thing. <laughs> he, was, he was big up Merton's. Uh, I was big up. And Merton's is great too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just loved, I loved Carlos. And we had this little no. thing in the paper back in the day. Yeah, well, that was that rivalry we had, not only between, um, obviously, Auckland and, and Canterbury or the Crusader, it was, was that me and that me and Mertz rivalry as well. And, um, you know, it was, it was really cool. And I enjoyed that. And I, I used to love going down there. I used to get so much shit. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just used to always love going down there and playing in front of that Canterbury crowd. Oh, well, Carlos, yeah. it's always good to catch up with you. Now, obviously, the, the program's on this week. Uh, lost in France. What is also- one thing they're doing better in France than we're doing in New Zealand? I think it's just their culture and the way they live, you know. It's, it seems like they're a lot more relaxed. Just even when you go out for lunch for two hours, like from 12 to 2, you know, unless you turn up early, you just can't get into a restaurant, you know. They're wow. just sitting there having beers and wine at lunchtime <laughs> and then they'll bugger off back to work after about maybe three or four glasses of wine. Or, really? Or and, you know, it's, it's unreal. They just, mate, they just, they just know how to live and just driving around. It's so hectic, especially in Paris. Yeah. You know, there's traffic everywhere, but, you know, there's no road rage. There's no one pulling the finger out the bloody window when someone's <laughs> in front of you. It's like, it's so chilled, eh? Probably because they're four wines deep driving, mate. They're probably about... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no, it was, a, it was an awesome time. Uh, Carlos, it's always good to catch up, buddy, and the show looks awesome. Yeah, shop brothers. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. <sighs> and when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.